All right, you're back here with the Welders of Zion. This is Stan. And this is Eitan. We're uh, coming back off of an exciting week here, so... Yeah, a lot of running this week for me. Oh, yeah, I've been running around, too. You've been on the run, too? No, not on the run from the authorities. Just, (laughs) just, Just running around a lot and busy, which is why we fucking end up doing this shit on a weekend. What about you? Yeah, yeah I've uh, just been running for my cholesterol. You know, my doctor says my cholesterol is too high. Okay. But uh, nobody really knows if it's good or bad, you know? What do you mean? Isn't I, I thought that they knew. I thought that they had it labeled out like, this is the good cholesterol, <laughs> this is the bad one. I thought that's literally the only thing but that they, lay people know. But they don't necessarily do any damage to you unless it's coupled with other things. Like what? Like uh, high blood pressure and high triglyceride levels. Like if your arteries are blocked by fat. Oh, if your right. arteries are blocked by fat. If everything else is fine and cholesterol is high, then it's like, so, okay. So you're basically like you're fucking, you're getting choked off, essentially. You're getting blood choked off. By, if you have the high fat, yeah. If you have a bunch of other shit. A bunch of other shit, right. So but you're, but so I you're, don't. I just okay. have high cholesterol. Okay, so wait. So why, why are you running then? Because I, I just enjoy running. <laughs> okay. So, so basically, you just like, you just use I'm whatever I'm running as an excuse. You. Right, oh, right. Okay. So you just like self-justify doing whatever the fuck it is you want. Right, right. Just, just like I justify my drinking, you know, it's like my liver enzymes are good. So I'm just like, ah, oh, I can keep drinking. But dude, I feel like you kind of, I don't know. I don't drink, so I, I don't really give a shit about this point. But I feel like if you tell your doctor uh, about drinking, you mm. know, th- they might put yeah. you in some category, get you fucking insured right. differently I think so. or whatever. They might. Well, I'm, when I tell them, I tell them that I do a little bit, and I don't tell anything. I don't say anything else because yeah, I don't want to be on the like the high high, high cost list. insurance list, right? Okay. Right, like the, so. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be on that list. I'm trying to save some insurance money, dude. There's. I wonder how many different ways there is to end up on that list. There's got to be a funny way to fucking end up on that list. Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, imagine, uh, imagine like a 16 year old who pretends that he fucks. <laughs> like he's like he's like uh do you use protection he's like, nah man yeah nah, i'm cool he's like are you sexually active use protection he's like nah <laughs> he's like no 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 i don't use any of that yeah, yeah. fuck all that shit right. and then they put him on the list and then the, the bill comes back to their parents like super honey, high honey why am i getting a bill for 160 more dollars a month for you yeah they're like now your 16 year old kid needs to take this uh, hiv medication that like prevents transmission just in case Wait, oh, fuck, yeah, they do have that, don't they? Right, they advertise right. it in the subway all the right. time. Like if you have sex with men, it's okay, like you can Okay, straight up, it. though, those advertisements, when it's like a clear case of racism, mm-hmm. this is it right here. Because on the subways, all the HIV advertisements, there's like three times as many of them in Spanish. Like essentially, oh, really? they're saying Spanish? like if you're Latin, this is going to happen to you. This is much really? more likely. Yes, it's so fucking weird. I thought it would be gay people, not Spanish people. Well, I don't know. Maybe they just think that anyone who dances salsa is a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I swear to God, oh, I see that, and I'm just like, I'm a little... Yeah, very, very huh, rarely... interesting. Very rarely is there like a government administration thing. Well, outside of, outside of the current administration. But there's something <laughs> that they're doing that I'm like, ooh, that makes me... Un- that is so racist, it actually makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like yeah. this one, I was just like, well, you know... Right. It's yeah, a, I've seen I've seen those commercials on the subway when it's uh in, only in Spanish and like I've never seen that version in English. So what are they trying to say here? Yeah, and it's always on the trains. Okay, now that I think about it, it's like on the sixth train. <laughs> it's like on the train that goes to the Bronx. Oh my dude, no. Yeah, so that's uh, they know the Series, they know the target audience. New York City. Got, if you are Latin, file a fucking lawsuit. Lawsuit against New yeah. York City. Get yourself some dough because this is fucked the, up. The commercials that I see on the lines that I take are just like for bed linens and like shoes and couches. For bed linens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are like all the trains that go to like the, the hipster part of Brooklyn right, or whatever. Right. It's all about linens. <laughs> right. And like, like Tribeca and Rust Village is like, yeah, you have, no, you have nothing else to worry about here. Buy a new pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll address that more, but we got a great show for you tonight. Yeah, it's been an exciting week for us at the theaters. Uh, there's a new movie out. Yeah, we went to see, just came out, Escape from New York. It just came out in uh, 1997. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. 1997 is when it was set. It was set in 1997 and came out oh, right. in 1981. Before. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're but, watching it in 2019. Yeah. Well, for some people, apparently, Eitan, it's a fucking first time. I don't right. know how that happened. Yeah. Uh, when I heard of that, um, we obviously had to go had to, to one of these. It. 
one of these fucking indie theaters. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh those but, indie theaters still charge you nine dollars for a tiny bit of popcorn. Terrible. Yeah, that that was bullshit. I was not about to buy that fucking weird popcorn there. Yeah. But still, I mean, the fact that they brought back this fucking movie, like restored in thirty five millimeter and like original, all that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Like I would have wished to see that movie in nineteen eighty one, except I wasn't alive, so Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it would have been like seeing it back then. <laughs> With super, all that cheap super ass popcorn. Realistic. Yeah, super realistic, would've, super cheap popcorn. Would have would have thought well, we would have seen it for a quarter. Yeah, that, I would fucking love shit for a quarter. <laughs> the premise is is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is the island of Manhattan uh, has been turned into a fucking prison, right? Which makes makes perfect sense, actually, because it's yeah, hard to like, get in and out. Yeah, if like okay, here's here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So right now there's an actual proposal in New York City Council, and the idea is. It, right now, we have like record lows in um, crime rates. Yeah. So there is a relatively low amount of people in the jails now. Oh, they're tr- they're going to close Rikers Island. Yes. Yeah. So I've heard about that. So imagine, right? Even for a fictional story, a writer trying to be authentic is like, what would be the safest way to set up a prison? It's like, what if we fucking had an island and there was only one way on and off of it right yeah. well in real life they did that too right that's rikers island <laughs> right so the point is, is like this guy looked at a real world example and he's like oh okay what if it wasn't just rikers what if it was all of manhattan what if the whole island yeah yeah but the the funny thing is is that they're trying to take that shit away now uh there what the proposal was was that the conditions there aren't that great blah 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 blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so the thing that they were going to do was try and take the population of Rikers down to below 5,000. So mm-hmm. basically start letting people out for smaller offenses more and more yeah. rather than keeping them in jail. Right. And the other thing was that they were going to put little like, you know, thousand person prisons like in Queens and like lived in neighborhoods. They're going to build from scratch thousand person prisons or repurpose some old buildings. But the point is they're going to put them in fucking neighborhoods, like in, uh, p- in places where people live, that's like fucking, in Queens and Brooklyn. Like in they like should fucking, not. Yeah. Don't fucking do that. I don't want that. Really fucking stupid. Yeah. Not only because you have a perfect place to prevent people from escaping, but also they're going to build 5,000 people worth of uh, like, holding areas right is it like too expensive to maintain rikers island is that what they're trying to remove it no no i mean not for what it gives you because you have to have a place like that there's kind of no alternative unless you just refuse to jail people right so but they're saying because there's so few prisoners that they're not getting enough tax revenue so they gotta close it no they're they're trying to push the number of people down because it's just kind of like a, a political point that like prison reform but the thing uh, about it is, okay, so you do that at a time when the crime rate is at all-time low, and you build all these separate prisons instead to, hi- to house the 5,000 prisoners that you expect. Mm-hmm. What if the crime rate shoots back up? Where the fuck uh, are you going to put them? <laughs> That's fucking dumb as shit. Right, right. Like, no one thought... Like, you have to fucking tell me that someone thought of this, right? What would, what would cause the crime rate to shoot back up? I don't know, but what what was it in what was it in the movie? In like, the movie was like shut up four hundred percent. Think about this, right? Okay, so nineteen. Like that's insane. How the fuck? Early, yeah, what would cause it to shoot up four hundred percent? Early nineteen eighties. That mm-hmm. this makes sense, right? This is like early Reagan era fucking like totalitarian scare tactic shit. Um, this is when they started that war on drugs, right? Yeah, the war on drugs started in like the mid seventies, I think. At this point, this was right around the time in the 80s that the crap crack epidemic and all that crap <laughs> crack crack epidemic no. the crack epidemic uh you know started coming up so yeah. the interesting thing is this movie sort of was a little bit like predictive and prescient in the not pre- predictive fuck it (laughs) this movie kind of was like a, a little bit of seeing into the future uh-huh. because what they were saying is, is like oh the crime rate 
increases drastically. The crack epidemic blew up. Like, I think the 80s were the highest rates of violence. But the funny thing is, is that like, so this shit really happened right after this movie came out. They were like, yo, watch this movie. Whatever happens in it is true. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I'm glad to know we made through it and uh, we're in 2019 and the crime rate is low. And we're, and we're not surrounded by like some crazy wall that... Uh, yeah, well, now because they, they're rebranding it, now they're going to call it the seawall because of because the fucking sea level rise instead. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're still going to build a wall. They're just not going to tell us we're in prison yeah, until big, we're locked in yeah, here. Yeah, big ass moat. Man, this movie is so fucking funny though. This was like the ultimate antihero character. Like he just gives zero fucks. <laughs> he's like, we've yeah. brought you in, you know, and it's like uh, he's he's like, all right, Pliskin, we're going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. He's like, call me Snape. Or call me Snake. Yeah, yeah, he's from Harry Potter. He's like, call me, <laughs> call me Snape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't give a fuck about your president. Call me Snake. <laughs> he's like, the thing is, you never find out what his real name is, right? Because he, he calls him S.D. Pliskin. When he reads his file in front of him, he's like, S.D. Pliskin, uh, you know, veteran of bat- battles of Leningrad. It wouldn't be Snake Pliskin? Probably his mom didn't give him the name Snake. Uh, I was thinking about this movie from uh, from like that Bechdel index. You know what I'm talking about? No, the Bechdel index. What? Uh, the Bechdel index measures a movie or rates a movie of mm. whether a female character in the movie spoke with another female character about anything but the male characters. Oh, so if they have a conversation that's not somehow revolving around the males. Oh. Yeah, that's probably been off the charts back in the day. Well, okay. So (laughs) the index was at 100% back in the day. (laughs) This literally, such conversations here did not take place Mm -hmm. because there was only two fucking women in the whole movie. Yeah, they don't say shit. One woman was in the movie. And by the way, how these actresses got in the movie, like how they were cast, is kind of funny. I went back and looked it up just randomly because I was like reading the Wikipedia on the movie after we saw it. Yeah. So at first, Snake gets into New York, right? They like recruit him. He's yeah. like, fine, I'll fucking do your mission. But if I meet any women along the way, I'm bringing them with me. <laughs> right? So he meets, yeah. he meets a chick right away. Right? Mm-hmm. This guy is a fucking sex magnet. Right? right. <laughs> like he gets into like an infested place. Like women, we don't see women in their whole <laughs> he, rest he of the movie. He meets the one chick with her tits out of the whole movie. No, no, no. Not that one. When he just oh, lands. Oh, not Maggie? Not Maggie. When he just lands, he like sees all the crazies come out. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And then he tries to hide in a store, and there's a woman there. And she oh, yeah, recognizes yeah. him right away. She's like, oh, you're Snake Plissken, right? Yeah, this guy is so fucking cool. Everybody knows him. Like, He's people so in famous. prison know he, him. Like, how the fuck do you get so famous? Two purple hearts, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Everyone yeah. knows him. Only way they find out new info is when new prisoners land, right? They dump right. off new prisoners. And like, have you heard of this guy? snake yeah they've they've been talking about him for years and he looks exactly like this he wears these fucking yoga pants from the (laughs) 80s because that's what he was wearing he was like he's like camo yoga pants he's a cool character but he's wearing camo yoga pants yeah yeah. how fucking funny is that he's like this guy comes in just looking like a fucking gay bodybuilder (laughs) with an uzi and he's walking around she's like oh yeah you're snake pliskin right right he's like fuck i was trying to stay undercover (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he cannot, uh, he cannot stay undercover. He's so, uh, way too cool to stay undercover. That actress, she, at that moment when that movie was being made, mm-hmm. was the wife of Kurt Russell, who plays Snake Plissken. The actress, Maggie, or the other one? No, the actress, like, in the fucking store. In the store. Mm. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, it's randomly random. And that's how she got the job? They're I, like, we're not going to hire I, her. And he's like, come on, it's listen, my wife. Listen, okay. I'm not saying that that's how they got the job. I'm just saying that there's an overwhelming amount of evidence pointing towards this, okay? Think, think about this for a second, right? There's no proof of discrimination. but There's, there's... no proof of anything, but I got to tell you, like, there's a suspicion. Because <laughs> yeah. the first, mo- uh, first woman that you meet in the movie is this chick. She's Kurt Russell's wife in real life. 
the mm-hmm. actress. She's in there like a cameo. She's like, oh, hey, yeah, maybe we'll get together and get lunch sometime. And we never like, see her ah, again. Yeah, you never see her again because she gets dragged <laughs> down by the cannibals, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As soon as you meet her, 10 minutes in, she's just used for a little exposition point about like, he's like hey, I'm looking for information. And she's like, okay, I'll give you one nugget, but then I'm going to get fucking killed yeah, by these killed. cannibals. Yeah, this whole movie, just like the women don't do shit. Like they made him seem so useless. Well, okay, so the other movie, Tits out Maggie, or the other the other woman, tits, other, out, yeah, Maggie, tits out Maggie, yeah. whose whole, whole purpose is it's just to, to have tits out. Right. There's nothing else, right? Basically pushes him towards his objective. That's his, her only role. The tits? Well, yeah. The, the, he did, <laughs> objective I did it all for, <laughs> I did it all for the tits. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't care about your president. Okay, so that tits. actress at the time was married to the guy who directed the movie. <laughs> so they only recruited from the wives oh of the star <laughs> and of the director. Like, dude, I'm telling you, Man, this is, is whatever the reverse of the Bechdel index, uh-huh. the, the reverse of the Bechdel index where like the women literally don't matter in the movie and the actresses got their parts through like just complete bullshit reasons. Yeah. This passes that index with flying colors. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I bet it was like super difficult being in the, an actress back then. Uh, you cannot maybe. get any roles. Maybe, but I mean, there's only two roles anyway and they were inconsequential. I don't know if these well, were yeah, roles that's what that I'm you saying. would want. Well, right. But like, what else is going to get them? They haven't given them, there wouldn't be any other roles. I don't know what, like there's, there's, wasn't there chick flicks back then? They've got to have been, right? No, I don't think so. I think all the all the all the famous movies were just like alpha porn, just like cool character. Ris- risky business had a woman in it. Oh, right, no, the, she she was like a <laughs> prostitute, huh? Okay. <laughs> God damn. Okay, yeah. A, yeah, maybe the eighties yeah. were not a good time. Yeah, eighties not a film. good time for women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, man. Yeah, I was, uh, and then after I saw that movie, I was like watching shit on YouTube. And then I noticed there's a version, a second movie for this called Escape from LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had no, no idea. Is. Okay, well, don't worry. It's not something that you had to see because it's like considered a fucking shitty movie, but. Um, right, it's, it's actually cheaper on YouTube to rent that one than Escape from New York by like $1. <laughs> so it's like they know themselves. Right, they know, like we, nobody's we, renting this. We understand it. So yeah. that one, it, it's like. They they worked to like re fucking to, to like ham fist the same premise right essentially so like in 1997 Snake Plissken goes and gets the president out of fucking out, out of New York out of New York and then afterwards he comes they out escape he, from New York yeah they do escape from New York and then uh, and then that guy is like so so the guy who's like the prison warden who sent him on the mission yeah. he wants to rehire him and yeah. he and he's like Plissken. I think you should come do this for me full time. And he's like, call me snake or, or, or he called him snake. And then he was like, Oh, call me Pliskin. He's like, yeah. look, dude, just, I don't fucking want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he goes on the lamb again. He like yeah. goes off and does whatever the fuck he wants. He gets, Who, like, who's getting out of LA? Do you know? Uh, Have you seen I'm that trying movie? to think it's like the, it's like the daughter of the president. Uh, it's it's I swear okay. So women are getting moving ahead in the movie industry. We, yeah, yeah, barely. <laughs> now she's like a semi main character. Okay, the the premise of it, like they had to fucking do it again. They, they were like, okay, so because uh, John Carpenter directs the same movie, mm-hmm. same star, uh, L.A. like gets turned into an island by a giant earthquake. Right, right. the San Andreas Fault or whatever goes and it cracks no other part of California off yeah, except just, just right LA. around LA. <laughs> so it makes right. it another prison island, right? Right. Uh so I think it's set in like twenty thirteen. So it was it was done in the movie itself was done in nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Which means that they were filming in nineteen ninety seven, in real timeline nineteen ninety seven which is what fake timeline the first movie happened in. <laughs> right. Right. I think that was on purpose. So then they put it in 2013, which in 1997 sounded like, whoa, we're going to have like flying cars by then and shit. Right. 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 And uh, L.A. has cracked off of the continent. Right. Mm-hmm. It's now an island. Again, they turn it into a prison because I don't know. It's they're they're doing the Australia program. Any island becomes a prison, like right. by definition. And this was a prison for immigrants. Like if you're an illegal, illegal immigrant, they put you in that prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Trump's wet dream. It, well, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's the reverse Ellis Island, where instead of it being the main point of ingress into the country, it's yeah. the main point of like getting deported. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, imagine Snake Plissken living in New York right now, and he's like goes into Starbucks or like some other hipster coffee shop. You mean ordering coffee? Wait, like, but current like real time in New York, right? Like 2019, the way we live, and he just like lives in New York, and he walks in to like think coffee. With an eye patch. With an eye patch. <laughs> with, the, with, with those Immedi- camel pants. Immediately, they're like, oh, it's not because he's missing an eye. He's just a hipster. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just a dirty hipster with long hair and an eye patch. Or, or everybody knows that he's Snake Plissken. <laughs> like the barista is like, oh, you Snake Plissken, right? Oh, they like, already have his like, name being written out on the cup as he walks in. I mean, yeah. He's, he's as famous in New York right now as he is in the movie. For the reasons that do, do not make any sense... Besides that, he's just like the alpha of the story, so like everybody knows him. Okay, what would so the like, barista say to him? You think like he I don't comes, know. He he's comes gonna up. be like, "You Snake Pliskin," and he's gonna be like, "Call yeah. me Snake," or no, yeah. "Call me Pliskin." Call me Pliskin. <laughs> don't and, call me both names, and, and give me a matcha latte. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks all the fucking girly drinks, so. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because he just came back from Soul Cycle with his yoga pants. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I was like, dude, those yoga pants would fit in so well. He's like walking around literally from 1981 to 2019. It just came back. Right, right. Active wear is uh, super in. Yo, Snake, uh, are those yoga pants, man? Like someone's like like, like a real cool him. guy. He's like, yo, are those yoga pants, man? He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like neoprene. It, uh, it really conforms to the way my butt, <laughs> the way my butt sits. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever I'm doing downward dog. <laughs> I, I called it upside down dog previously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Snake Plissken can never be wrong. So he, he's like, whenever I'm doing upside down dog, and he's like, Yo, Snake, there's there's no such thing as upside down dog. You shut up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you shut up. And then the guy gets killed by like some missile, <laughs> like the girl who he meets in the store, and then like as soon as she gives him any information, she just falls through the floor and like gets right. killed by cannibals. It's like yeah, she's not a main character. Like nobody needs to pay attention to her. And just all about Snake Plissken. Yeah, he just it's <laughs> like in the office. Like in a, like Snake Snake Plissken is like the receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> the receptionist, right? He's the, he's the well, because dude, like he's he's because uh, he has no skills. <laughs> yeah, he has no skill sets. Like all he knows how to do is like kill people. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's like he, like the whole the whole background of the thing is like he's a military guy who like right. got out and robbed banks, right? And right. So the, oh, they won't let him touch anything important, but they'll let him be like the receptionist or whatever. He goes back. He's like a receptionist at a dentist office. A guy comes in with like a real big pain. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's like, oh, well, you gotta help me. I've got a. I've I've got a pain in my tooth. Uh, I I need I need emergency help from the doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Snake is like, "What are you, a pussy? Just sit down and wait." Like, <laughs> <laughs> just he takes the subway and uh, the subway like derails, and he still like survives and he just walks out of it. He's the only one still standing, right? He's like the only one still standing in like any any uh, like terrorist attack that might happen. It's like fuck, now I'm gonna have to walk 16 blocks. Yeah, I hate walking. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I imagine Snake walking out of a subway and like the subway is demolished and he's the only survivor and he's still just like all cool, just like walking through the turnstiles. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I guess well fuck. The <laughs> the police are like rushing <laughs> rushing back to the victims and he's like, I gotta get to my yoga class. Bad bad things happen to good people, but uh I gotta get to yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's walking around with this uh, with his yoga pants, and he has this, like the yoga mat around his shoulder. <laughs> he's carrying the Starbucks that he bought like re- uh, before Starbucks coffee. Thank God I didn't spill my matcha latte. Yeah, <laughs> right. The subway just went again, went upside down, and he did not spill his matcha latte. Like that's how cool he is. These lids are great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He gets to uh, he gets to this like uh, West Village Yoga Studio, and he like uh, sets up and. Uh, the instructor is like, okay, everybody, I want you to breathe deeply and I want you to relax. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, this makes me nervous. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't relax. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like always looking around left and right. He's, he, he's right. waiting for <laughs> someone to burst in through the windows. <laughs> right, he has, he has like some uh, little form of uh, PTSD a little bit. He's like, I, I actually just wear these yoga pants because they're, uh, they're very, very comfortable to strangle people in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very, he's very good at uh, triangle bars and uh, jujitsu. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. This was like before jujitsu ever got popular here, so it'd be pretty funny if he like he just knew jujitsu. If he just knew jujitsu, yeah. So going after the yoga, he's going to jujitsu class. 
<laughs> and that's when he's really in his element. <laughs> it's like nobody's relaxed. They're like, all right, everybody fight. And he's like, fuck yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of at a big disadvantage in most sports that involve hand-eye coordination because, you know, I have that eye patch. <laughs> I'm, I'm missing with my eyes. But uh, jujitsu, I can feel everything. I, I can fucking flow with it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's the eye patch. Right. Yeah, mo- modern, modern, modern day fucking nonviolent New York Snake Plissken is kind of a kind of a clutch character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like this this PTSD dude walking around in yoga pants getting fucking matcha lattes. <laughs> he only owns yoga pants. That's Look the only closet. Yeah. It's just yoga pants. Yeah, well, he only owns that pair. He's that, never changed them. <laughs> oh, that one pair. <laughs> when he doesn't even take showers, he just goes straight to the car wash. <laughs> This is how I lost my eye the third the first time. <laughs> it's like one of the fucking brushes just hit him right in the face. <laughs> it's like pe- people always assume I lost it in battle, but <laughs> right now it was in the car wash. It was a car wash. <laughs> I do don't, I just don't do laundry. That's what it is. <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, fuck. That probably uh that probably is as much as we're gonna milk that one. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't bring you the the new the we don't do new movies we don't do new news yeah, yeah. Uh, wait no we did we did do, didn't you fucking read some weirdo shit that you sent me some weirdo news uh, yeah it was uh, strangers can tell your social class just by this by seven words I, that makes sense because you know we judge people I guess it doesn't say whether it's seven words in writing or in phone conversation or what but. I uh <laughs> several words in text is like OMG, LOL, <laughs> LMFAO, and they're like, oh, I'm this sorry, guy. sir. This job is not for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, you like you replied no, to no, no, email. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. What was what was okay, callback. What was that other bit that we did on emojis that uh that there are oh, secret uh industrial military industrial complex? Yeah, there's secret uh military communication uh yeah, yeah. technique. Right? So it's like <laughs> it's like the a dude fucking uh a dude uh, texts uh, or or emails his recruiter uh-huh. for a job for a job with the military. No, 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 no. For he emails his recruiter like at a fucking law firm. Okay. And they're like, "Hey, man, we were interested. We saw your resume or whatever. You know, uh, would you like to come in?" And he just sends back like winky face, winky face. And he's <laughs> like, "Oh, oh, uh, I didn't even realize." The, the the recruiter replies, "They're like, oh, I didn't even realize, but uh, actually, sir, we are uh, we are very pro military here. Uh, yeah. we, we are very <laughs> yeah, we hire we, a lot of veterans. Yeah, we, we're very uh, we're actually a veteran owned business. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got in the news? So this dude in Florida, Florida man." Coast Guard re- rescues men running in a bubble in the ocean. Again. <laughs> so this guy. <laughs> what do you mean again? <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time this ultra, supposedly ultra marathon runner, ultra marathoner, puts himself in one of those hamster bubbles for adults and he like tries to run to Bermuda through the ocean. What? <laughs> He tried to fucking run, bubble run across? Yeah, he tries to bubble run across. He runs inside this hamster wheel and then it just keeps going. What about the ocean tide? What if it's just going the other direction? He, he Obviously, he did not think this through because he didn't make it the first time. If they had to catch him the second time, he did be, not make it, the first time. It'd be mad funny if dude's name was Jesus. Dude's name, no, dude's name is actually something Iranian, I think. Okay. It's a Persian name. Why, yeah. Jesus because uh, walks on water? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah what if uh, Jesus but, had like a like, bubble? G- Jesus, Jesus, if Jesus was like Native American, right? And, uh, you know, he had like an Indian name, it would be like walks on water, obviously. Uh, Jew walks on water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so this dude just like fucking walks on water. <laughs> it's like his, his other name. <laughs> Hangs on cross. <laughs> Jew walks on water. Jew hangs on cross. <laughs> Those are pretty, pretty catchy he's, names. He's got uh, all these uh, Indian names. Yeah, might. Uh, yeah. Those are pretty catchy names for sure. <laughs> yeah, and this his plan to for food was to fish. He's going to fish out of this little hole that he has on the side of his bubble. How? But doesn't water come into that hole? How do you even fucking keep that stopped up? Is it like just a plug? Or what? Uh, I don't know. I, I would imagine if it was a plug, you'd probably like suffocate inside, because he's still running, so he needs fresh air more than usual. Right, but the bubble is constantly turning. So how does the hole work? It's it's got to be. I, I'm imagining mm-hmm. it's probably like a hole that always orients up or something like it's that. It's orients sideways. 
Or okay, or always right. orient sideways, which could yeah. get flooded. Like if a if a wave comes around or something, oh, a splash yeah. of water, it like splashes Fuck in there. Yeah, it could. Yeah, I hope he has like a little like uh, I don't know emergency suction device or whatever. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I think his emergency is he's gonna pray to he's gonna pray to the Jew that uh, walks on water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so, but you said again though. Yeah, again. Apparently, this motherfucker time? did this before. Yeah, what what happened the first time? Oh, he got caught the first time too. By yeah, the they Coast got Guard? him. Yeah, the Coast Guard got him the first time, and then they got him the second time. Fuck, dude. They tow him back. <laughs> to, 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 imagine being towed in a little bubble in the They're ocean. They're like, no, 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 you don't need to come inside. They're like, why don't you guys let me in? It's like, no, 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 no. You stay out there. You wanted to be in that bubble. They go extra fast. He's like bouncing on every fucking wave. <laughs> yeah, so he, that'll teach your dumbass <laughs> for us to have to come get you every time. Where he starts vomiting inside the bubble, like gets all over himself. I don't know, man. I feel like this is one of those things where they just should let him go. I wanted to see what happens. Right. Like their their job is to like save everybody. Yeah, let this dude. Let's let one guy listen. Try listen, and see you what say happens. you already saved him once. Like he obviously is committed. Just let him go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a month from now is going to be like bubble found an ocean with dead men inside. <laughs> <laughs> In like Japan, <laughs> he's like got carried all the way across. Yeah, he got carried halfway. right. <laughs> right, he's gonna get carried. He's gonna get carried to that uh, garbage, pa- garbage patch in the it's, Pacific. Uh, it, it's like a remix of the movie of uh, 80, 80 days around the world, but it's just like a fucking tragedy, and it's like a corpse that takes eighty days to go around the world <laughs> <laughs> in the little fucking bubble, Ooh, just rotting uh, away. Yeah, oh man, imagine the smell inside that bubble. Fuck, imagining the smell. Here's what I want to imagine: like you're out. This guy was in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, Florida. Okay, so you're out in Florida. You're going fishing. You're like, you know, on a boat or whatever. And you come across some motherfucker go, like just going in a bubble or whatever. In the hamster bubble, yeah. Do you just kind of, ah, Florida, man. Like you just look at it like, ah, Florida, man. I just like keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you probably. give him a lift? Do you offer you a ride? Him- Is that insulting? Like, oh, what? Like I can't get to Bermuda on my own? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what he would uh, what he would say to people. They're gonna wave him back. They're gonna wave back at him. It's a it's a weird thing to see. I bet they're all thinking, "Oh, he's he's well, gonna die inside." They're like, "Oh, Everybody he's, who sees him he's is waving. Think he's die he keeps inside. waving at us, and it's not. It's just him pushing with his hands like across the hamster oh, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they think he's waving. He's just like <laughs> hamster paddling the thing." <laughs> Imagine all like the giants, uh, the giant cruise ships going around creating giant waves. It just keeps like getting bumped in the, into them. Oh, yeah. Getting pushed around all these waves and cruise ships. Okay. It would be a funny thing if like this is... Okay. I'm just thinking of like a nerd bully scenario, right? Where like this kid is the nerd and he's trying to do something that he thinks he's cool. There's like a bully in a powerboat and he keeps just like going around and making waves. (laughs) So he has to just fight the the current. Right. He he can't get out of the bubble and fight him. He's like stuck inside the bubble. (laughs) Fight me, bitch. (laughs) I can't. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody somebody punctured the bubble. That would be but the the, here's the thing that you know though is that the the administration had no uh, had no problem because he was an Iranian guy, right? I mean, so, no problem with what? Well, no problem with him like leaving to Bermuda. Like Trump probably tried to call the Coast Guard off and being like, "No, no, no, uh, <laughs> let, this let is part go. of my deportation plan." Yeah, <laughs> or everybody gets a bubble. You get a bubble. You get a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, wouldn't that be socialist? It'd be like a Bernie who said, "Like everyone would get a bubble." You get a bubble. You get a bubble, and you get a bubble. All of my friends from Brooklyn get two bubbles <laughs> because there's uh, some. Yeah, well, he's he's not going to get elected. Trump's going to get it. Fuck. Trump's going to get it. Clinton got impeached. He obviously he wasn't up for re-election, but his popularity was still like sky fucking high. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah, sure. I mean that was you know you know what happened around yeah, that time. Yeah, we we've talked about this before. <laughs> uh, yeah, I swear to God, like every you know every single comedian out there, comedians every every single comedian commenting on the shit. It was so hacky because all of them were like. What do I care if my man gets his dick sucked? You know what I mean? Like, is it, everyone can like relate to him getting his dick sucked. No, <laughs> no, no one. The thing is, because like all these dudes who are commenting on it were never in any kind of position of power. Like they didn't run a business. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. It's like the, so it's, they they don't understand the problematic nature of the fact that like you get into a position of power and like you all know, of a sudden all it. these women trying to fuck you. Yeah, like you use it on someone's like yeah, right. no one's trying to fuck me. You don't got to say no to that shit. Right. It doesn't matter if I'm the king of the free world. Yeah. So there's this uh, article that I read, and it's about this guy in Europe, and he stole thirty tons, twenty tons of chocolate. From I don't know who? if it was on purpose or by accident. Some chocolate manufacturer in Austria. 20 tons of chocolate. You don't steal 20 tons of anything by accident, I feel like. I mean, maybe he thought it was like 20 tons of cocaine and he got it and it like, turns out it was chocolate. Yeah, uh, Coco. <laughs> he just <got> <laughs> He's just dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like, saw Coco on the side of the truck and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> he just jumps in the truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What what actually happened? Read it. Read like, read, give me the highlights. Uh, so police on Friday was looking for a stolen truck. Carrying 20 tons of chocolate. Where was this? In Austria. Okay. Austrian police said the chocolate theft on such a scale was rare, but not unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be apparently, fucking serious. That's what it says. <laughs> but yeah, apparently these uh, no, U- Europeans like, really love their chocolate or something. They're like... I can just imagine that fucking, uh, yeah, uh, yes, I'm uh, willing to take your questions. Yes, uh, this is uh, Chief of Police uh, Heinrich Gutwald. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, of course. It, it happens sometimes. In Austria, you know, uh, it uh, only happens about uh, every five years. <laughs> it's like, what, the f- what do you mean, like, not unheard of? <laughs> yeah. I've never fucking heard of it. Listen, okay, no, I get, like, someone stealing supplies, uh, raw materials of anything, Mm-hmm. But 20 tons of chocolate? Yeah, this is fucking, uh, that's crazy. How, it's crazy. Is there a chocolate black market? How do you offload Maybe. 20 tons of stolen chocolate? Because um, I yeah, know when I go I mean, to Trader Joe's and I buy the chocolate from them, it always says, you know, like, this one is made in Curacao. This one yeah. is made in Colombia. So somehow there has to be like a chain of custody so people know where the thing <laughs> comes from. You know how you unload 20 tons of chocolate? You know those kids that walk around New York City trying to sell you chocolate? <laughs> On the subway? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just give them this type of chocolate to sling. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yo, I got this European chocolate, <laughs> Austrian chocolate. Five bucks, 20 bucks. Y'all, y'all ain't never tried this before. This is, this is some good shit right here. This yeah. is some good shit. You're like, kid, I don't want chocolate. It's like, do you want to watch me pole dance though? Pole dance? Right, because they, they dance oh, on the poles in the, the subway, subway. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, that's how people make money on the subway is either uh, begging, right? Because, yeah, yeah. like, you need to help me because I'm in trouble. Yeah, or sell some shit. selling chocolates or selling napkins or whatever it is that they're napkins? selling. Napkins? There, there's, uh, yeah, there's a dude there's, selling napkins? Uh, there's, like, a deaf dude I saw once who was selling, not napkins, like Kleenexes because it was, like, in the winter. He's, he's, it, was a, oh. it was a good pitch. It was a good oh, idea. Oh, okay. I guess you walk in, your nose is all running, and he's like, Yeah, oh, he was being industrious. You want a Kleenex? Oh, Props. Okay. Props. I mean, that's better than what I was thinking. I thought and, he like and stole he, some napkins and, and he's trying he was, to resell them. he was them. a deaf guy, so he doesn't like bother you by like yelling at you. Be like, I'm selling all this shit, whatever. He yeah, just yeah. kind of like hands it, hands it, like puts it on empty seats with a note that says, hey, I'm deaf, but like if you want to buy some Kleenexes, that'd be dope. Yeah, and then anyone cool. who doesn't want them, he just goes and collects them back around and mm-hmm. does the same thing in the next car. So it's like quiet. It's like chill. Yeah. That's, that's the way to sell on the subway. You want to be quiet and respectful. It's like when somebody's yelling on the subway, I'm, you're definitely not going to convince me to buy your Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like everyone get the fuck out of the way. I know it's a crowded subway, but get the fuck out of the way. It's showtime. Like this dude is going to be jumping around doing flips and fucking pole dances. <laughs> right. It's like no one has ever looked at that and been like enthused. I, I mean, maybe tourists. tourists yeah, tourists are enthused. Like, right. They're like right. clapping long offbeat completely. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all all the Americans, uh, all the New Yorkers, like they're not enthusiastic uh, whatsoever. Okay, but how many of these kids over how long a period would have to sling to fucking sell twenty tons? I mean, of this that is a chocolate? big city. It's I don't a know. big city. What if you recruit the whole city and you start like, yeah, they got all kinds of parks. Go to all the parks. Get like two hundred kids. Twenty tons is just so intense. It is intense, but people uh, love chocolate. Uh, you know what I'm thinking of? <laughs> what? what if it's uh, you remember that kid? Um, fuck, what was his, uh, what was his catchphrase? Uh, Lamilton something. The the kid in Florida who um, he was like seven. 
He stole his mo- uh, his grandma's SUV and he j- was joyriding with his oh, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, they were like, why did you do it? And he was like, it's fun to do bad things. Yeah. <laughs> I like joyriding with my friend. Yeah. And he smokes with cigarettes. <laughs> it's like, imagine it's that guy. Because I was like 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine it's that guy, but he's like all grown up and this is what he's moved on to, right? Rather than just stealing his grandma's truck, he's stealing like, because he was like a fat kid. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's so stealing he, chocolate? He's stealing like a stealing whole 20 fucking ton thing of chocolate and it's not even to sell. It's just for himself. <laughs> for himself. He, he's, yeah, he's he like, likes to do bad things. I like to do bad things. I also moved out of uh, the United States. I'm, I'm based in Europe now. <laughs> These candy factories off the hook. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, the yelling stuff. If those kids are yelling in subway, I'm definitely not gonna buy their candy. I've had one time I'm sta- I'm standing in the cart and I had some dudes stand next to me. It was a really crowded cart, uh-huh. and we're standing next to the doors where that pole is, and he has like this like office bag that's like on wheels and it's uh, and it's like next to his feet, whatever. Like not nothing, nothing suspicious, and he's. All of a sudden, opens the bag and he takes out like some binder, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, I thought you were gonna say Rolexes. No, no, no. He takes out a binder, and I was like, "Oh, a binder? That's not a good sign." He's gonna start yelling some shit at people from that binder. Oh shit! It was one of the black Hebrews. Oh, you've heard, you've seen this before? This no, I haven't seen, seen it. I haven't seen it before, but I just think like, who pulls out a binder on the subway? Yeah, of course. First time I see some, that, some some fucking dude who thinks he's the real Jew, right? Like, fuck you, first of all. Right. But also, like, on top of it. He fucking is reading some kind of statement. Like he's fucking right. Malcolm X. It's yeah, like yeah. not that important. And then he has like his his friend who she was recording him. So she went to the other side of the cart, started recording him. And he's like yelling like, excuse me, everybody. I want to spread the word of Jesus. And he's just like yelling. Who's going to be like, you know what? You, you convinced me. I think these are just methods that are not updated to the current day. Because back in the days, like in the 1800s, when dudes would go around, like news would spread in this way. Like a guy would go to like your town. He would come to your town in the 1800s and you didn't know what the fuck was up. And he'd just be like, attention people. And people would just gather. He's yeah, like, yeah. he's got news. He's got important yeah, nobody things Nobody has say. smartphones. Nobody got shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> so you, now so everyone's got smartphones and hopefully noise canceling fucking headphones, <laughs> headphones to, yeah. to block this dude out. He's still communicating like it's the 1800s. Right. So, dude, do you really think I came here to be it's preached like, to? Uh, he's uh, he's taking his um, advice what he has to do with his life from his uh, Bible. He's also taking his marketing advice from his Bible. Just go out and yell. <laughs> this honestly didn't used to happen. Actually, in I think it was like in '86 mm-hmm. that they had some kind of landmark case where someone sued the city. Um, because they were not allowed to quote unquote express themselves on the subway, and express so like, would mean like yelling about Jesus. Well, people going around singing, people going around like soliciting, all this kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. couldn't have any of that. It was not allowed. Sounds sounds awesome. Well, yeah, but they found it to be like a First Amendment issue. Ugh. Which, like, I don't know, free expression is cool. I dig it, but free expression in a place I can't leave. Well, like someone's right. not free in that right, scenario. exactly. So it's not <laughs> it's all right. of, all of us are not free to express right, exactly. It's not right? free. It's it's torture. It's not free expression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had some other uh, some other dude like sing Jesus rap songs in like nine a.m. subway going to to going to fight eye, and it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, uh, I no, I totally thought you were going to say it was going to be Rollies because the first time I came to New York, I think I was like, um, fuck, how old was I? probably like 13, mm-hmm. uh, I came with my parents and we were walking around like around Battery Park and uh, there's, there's this dude, he's, he's like, he's like we, ma- we make deal, man, we make deal. He's like a Jamaican dude and he's like got mm-hmm. hella Rolexes. And my, da- <laughs> my dad's like, you know, a recent immigrant. He's looking at it and he's, he's like, like, oh, why not? That does look pretty dope. <laughs> like, Do you remember how much they were? 50 bucks. That's, that's really good. That's fucking good. It's not really good because you can buy like nowadays, even nowadays, back in those dollars even more, you can buy nowadays like a decent like citizen watch for 50 bucks probably. Yeah, yeah but you can't get a Rolex for 50 bucks. No, of course you right. can't get a Rolex. If you want to have the look of the Rolex, you get the one for 50 bucks. $50, man. Yeah, yeah. Nothing more. <laughs> Nothing. Dude, I've had this happen to me in Chinatown. I was walking around with Lena and these old Chinese lady, like Chinese grandmas, Trying to sell me fake Rolexes. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it, was it also 50 bucks? Well, I thought it might be. I had no idea. I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. But now that you tell me, I was like, man, that's probably market rate and 
maybe inflation, man. Inflation. Maybe I should have gone for the inflation. <laughs> it would be 100 bucks. I mean, 100 bucks for Rolex is probably also very good. Trade deal, man. Bad, bad trade deal, China. <laughs> yeah. Bad trade deal. <laughs> yeah, would be now Rolly is 150. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were selling the watches and they were selling uh, like counter, uh, counterfeit bags too. So they were offering me the watches and they were offering Lena the bags. Oh shit! Yeah. So they had both of you figured out. Yeah, yeah. They, so they yeah, they, they they know how to corner the market. They're like a savvy businesswoman. Wait, was it on a corner? That it was all over Chinatown. Well, I was going to say if they're sitting on a corner selling to you, that's literally cornering the market. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they were very like quiet and suave about it. Oh yeah, yeah. And I imagine, I imagine these like uh, grandmas. They uh, oh, it's grandmas selling. It. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's oh, grandmas. I bet. It's only grandmas. Oh, like, so this is just like this is just like side hustles. Yeah, but do you ever, do you expect the grandma? Right, I imagine this grandma. She's like they have this like uh, turf turf wars between all the other grandmas in Chinatown. <laughs> this is the real Gucci gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, she sle- she sleeps uh, at her home with a gun underneath her pillow in case some other grandma is gonna bust in and uh, take care of the competition. Oh, oh, like they're like a fucking, they're a, a gang rivals and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> they're like Denzel in Training Day, except it's uh, Chinese grandmas. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah. shit. What, what, what else would they do? Come home to kick grandpa off the couch. It'd be like overly uh, demanding with the grandpa and overly aggressive with the grandpa. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that what he did? Is that what he did in... Uh, in Training Day? Not yeah, training in Training Day. Who, who the fuck was his wife? Uh, Eva Mendes. Not his wife. His, like, his, his side, side, side chick, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he had a kid with her. His baby mama. Baby mama. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, the accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sir, I believe uh, the scientific term the scientific is baby mama. Baby mama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your Honor, Your Honor. It's a baby mama. Yeah, I imagine these uh, grandmas having some baby mamas. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. They, they come in. They fucking where like where do you think they source these things like here's I mean, here's here's for, what, I, I can I have an idea where they source it from what China yeah I yeah. get it no that's not <laughs> what I mean I'm saying like think about this for a second if you if you got all these grandmas out there pushing mm-hmm. someone is at the top someone's like the top dog is a top grandma well because they're not manufacturing them here they're manufacturing right, right. them in China who's that like middle person who takes in all the distro and then gets their little who's who's the like the head it's of the game. Uh, Who's the Tony Soprano of this the, fucking game? It's the most gangster grandma in all of Chinatown. She's like the she oldest. She lives in the tower. She's the oldest. She's she's 120 years old. She turns around. <laughs> she's just like smoke. What are you? Um, she's smoking a cigarette, but it's like a cigarette that's stuck in the end of like the little pipe. Oh, the you know little, what I'm yeah, about? yeah, like little old school uh, little plastic pipes. Yeah, right, yeah. because she's because she's like from <laughs> she she's has, from like another another, another era, era of Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has a full body tattoo. She has like a Chinese gangster tattoos all over her body. Wait, do Chinese gangsters do that? I know Yakuza's do that. Yeah. I mean, Chinese gangsters do it too. Yeah. I don't know what the tattoos look like exactly. I don't think it's probably a different style. Well, I'll, I'll tell I you what they, they look like on a 120-year-old grandma. Sad and leathery. <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever character that was on. It was, like, it was like an anime character to start with like a real happy face. Like a little Pikachu. But like by the time that she's 120, it's like a very sad Pikachu. scary Pikachu. It's more like a Jabba the Hutt rather than Pikachu. He's all like droopy. Yeah. You come to me for bag. Fuck yeah no uh that's the, all all that hustling that used to be really really common when when I visited and I was thirteen like all that kind of hustling on ev- like it was everywhere everywhere oh, yeah. in town not we every were, not every neighborhood was safe well it's not even like it was unsafe like these dudes weren't beating anybody up but I'm saying like all that hustling like there was uh uh like Lower East Side like used to just sell like a bunch of clothes there it didn't used to be popular and hip and shit mm-hmm. and it was the same thing there's just everyone just hawking shit like all over. Hmm. All sorts of weird, like little trinkets, knickknacks, clothes, doesn't yeah. matter. Like all all the like neighborhoods that are hip now were all just like this. Hmm. Uh, I wonder how profitable, profitable that is just to like sell shit in the street because there's so many people walking around. I mean, well, dude, I see like dudes with scarves, like selling $5 scarves and stuff like that now in the winter. Right. Tourists right. walking by? Fuck yeah. Yeah, you came unprepared. It's cold as fuck. It makes sense. Five bucks. I bet it's more than five bucks. No, literally five bucks. I yeah. walked by just close to work. It was literally five bucks for a scarf. I went to one over here next to Chelsea Market. Ah, there you go. You went to one next to a fancy place, yeah, yeah, you jackass. Yeah. Where all the what, tourists are. How much? I, I needed sunglasses for like a costume. Like bullshit, like cheap ass sunglasses. 
20 bucks. 20 bucks? Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I'm just getting ripped off left and right in the city. Dude, yeah. How the fuck? <laughs> like, you've lived here long enough to know. Like, you, you're you not a tourist. You're not a foreigner. Right. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I think like, I... Technically started out as a foreigner. Yeah, How old were you when you came here? To America, I was 15. 15? Like, uh, 10th, 10th grade in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So this, this was, like, a direct from Israel? Direct from Israel, yeah. 10th okay. grade, direct from Israel. Did you know English by then at all? Yeah, English was not too bad. I studied English since like third grade. The way that the way they tested me is uh, we go to the principal's office. The like the secret the receptionist or somebody just like speaks. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Kurt. It's fucking not. It's Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken. What do you want? <laughs> no, we don't. We don't take foreign kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your accent. <laughs> No, she just like talked to me for ten minutes to see to see how how I can speak, and like that's how they judged. Oh, it, it's not it's not even someone important. It's just like the receptionist, just somebody who speaks English, yeah. And from that, they judged: Do I need to be in an ESL class or do I need to be in like a easy English class? I thought I was about to say, "Wow, mad respect!" They take you to the principal, like the highest authority in the school, like who has all of these other things that he's got to do. He's so busy, he yeah. takes every single potential ESL candidate and tests them himself. I was like, "Wow, that is pretty awesome." Then you're like, "No, nope, just a secretary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just some fucking chick." Yeah, some chick. Okay. Yeah, so then they decided based on that, they put me in like this easy English class, and uh, with all the other immigrants and all the other lazy, lazy Americans at the time. Wait, are you saying they like put like special ed kids in your English class or like? No, no, no. Just like somebody who's bad at English. This was like native, but bad at English. Yeah. Native. Some were not native, but the ones that were native, (laughs) just bad at English. (laughs) His Indian name is sits with books. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's native, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. You're trying to teach the natives the English language. And you're like, this is not the native language of America. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this was south of San Francisco, so this oh. was like some suburbs, forty minutes away. A lot of immigrants, a lot of Israeli immigrants. Oh, so you just come in and just so talk to much, with all your buddies, right? I'm pretty much just like I found the the Jew table at the the school, and uh, that's who I stuck with. Listen, guys, don't tell anyone, but I snuck a little pork in my sandwich. <laughs> anyone want any salami? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's the okay. So, uh, so the way that the bags in Chinatown are like the underground trade, right? Or uh-huh. the way that chocolate is like for La Milton over in Vienna or whatever. The underground trade at like a Jew-only table is at, pork? at middle school is like salami and pork, like all the things that you can't eat, but like everyone you know is like I mean, very curious about. I mean, yeah, all the Russian immigrants they were like slinging salami, but all the Israeli ones were like <laughs> yeah. Ac- actually, that's a that's a that's a known uh, th- that's a known term. That's a known slur for Russians as salami slingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I came here in fourth grade. I mm-hmm. didn't speak English a lick. They still put me in a regular class, and they were just giving me, you know, like regular things to do. I mean, they give me a math, like a, a math quiz right. on my first day. I'm like, yeah, I can do a math quiz. Right. It doesn't need any fucking English. You don't need to know English. Right? I came back. I was like, Mom, I'm in the wrong class. Wait, in the wrong Mom, math class? Mama, uh, I, I'm not in the right class. She's like, what do you mean? Well, and by fourth grade, I knew multiplication, long division, right. all sorts of shit, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I came. I was like, Mom... There was just addition problems and and subtraction problems, nothing else. <laughs> and I tell you that the biggest sum was eighteen, <laughs> nothing bigger than this. Mom, I'm in the wrong class. And yeah. my mom believed me. She was like, yeah. "No, you're right." She was like, right. "She was like that is that is an accurate assessment. You are in the wrong class." <laughs> so did you like jump a math class? No. No. The What'd fucking because because the, back then it wasn't that you did like homeroom and then went to another room and all the kids were different in elementary same class the whole time yeah in elementary school you're part of the same class i mean yeah so so was in israel yeah so when i went to middle school i jumped math yeah i jumped Mm. forward nice yeah i'd like i jumped forward on that i jumped forward on like science classes and stuff like that but yeah while they kept the classes together i fucking couldn't go anywhere so i mean i'm sitting there and i'm just like literally the shit that i'd learned before school Mm mm-hmm because the, the way one math teacher told it to me was that uh, the reason why math is so far behind here mm-hmm. is that kids are still struggling sometimes to read by third grade. So they're still just focused on them reading, which, you know, to me, I was surprised because my mom taught me to read when I was five. 
mm-hmm. like before. Yeah, very common before go, before even going to first grade. So that you're prepared you. for school. Right, right. Right? And yeah, here in America, it's like, well, the school is going to prepare you for school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was one of those things. And I don't, I don't know, maybe it was like a weird like one-upmanship where like you just didn't want your kid to be the dumb one. So you taught him as much as you could before he went to class. So like, yeah, but then, nobody else, kid. but then everybody else is doing it. So it's more like you're doing it just to level your kid. Yeah. Right? So everyone like levels against each other. And here, yeah. I guess it's not the same. But yeah, I remember I was like, mom, I'm in the wrong class. And she was like, yeah, this is laughable. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you've done, you've so, done that kind of math. And like before, like I literally did that level of math before first grade, like just with my dad, mm. just dicking around. So did you do then in the, while you were still in this shitty math class, were you practicing more tough math back, back home? What do you mean? Like after, after school you would do like multiplication at home? No, not really. Oh, just fucking, you know, I just, just like write just, it out. Just like you had the easy ride out English class, I had the easy ride I mean, out math. Right, class. I didn't have any desire to become a writer, so I wasn't gonna yeah. practice better writing. Yeah, well, and here and here you are, a fucking storyteller. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. It worked out for me. I don't have to write too much. Uh, you know, you know, it was the weirdest thing for me, like coming from a fucking like a second world place. Uh, we came here and like when we moved mm. there was there was nothing in the grocery stores like we back was, then yeah back we back back in like the former USSR there was like no grocery stores mm-hmm. that had anything so if you like you went to the grocery store all the shelves were empty and there was a long line for shit and you would wait in line and they wouldn't show you how much shit they had because they didn't want people to like try and push each other out of the way because mm-hmm. they only had like a very few items. So you'd stand in hours sometimes for, for lines for basic shit. Yeah. And, and sometimes we, you wouldn't get it. And we came to the, here. To the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because exactly. Because they ran out. Line. Yeah. And we came here and I remember us growing into a grocery store and just being fucking stunned. Mm-hmm. It's like every shelf is full. How the fuck do they do that? Yeah. It was like magic. And the crazy thing is, it's like, okay, my reaction was just like, whoa, that's pretty dope. Glad we got here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There were people who came who like had less context, like in the 70s. Mm -hmm. Like my uh, my uncle was telling me about this. There was like people who immigrated in the 70s would go into a grocery store and they started because the same thing that back like in the former USSR, the way that you did it was you would um, you would hoard. So if there's a line anywhere. Mm-hmm. You get in line and you yeah, buy whatever the fuck it is because you'll barter with it later. So it can mm-hmm. be a line for toilet paper and you don't have toilet paper. Fine. You do it for that. Right. So you just get as many of those things for provisions. Mm-hmm. So people would go into a grocery store for the first time after coming in the 70s after like, uh, you know, being like refuseniks and immigrating. Like yeah. finally they let them leave and they just look around and they just take all the loaves of bread. There'd be like 12 loaves and they're buying all the bread. They're buying 12 loaves of bread? Because they don't understand that like it's not going to run out. It's going to be here tomorrow. You know what I mean? They're like, they're that far in the mentality that they're yeah. like, oh, fuck. We better get at this while it's good. Yeah. Yeah. F- yeah. That fucks with you for a long time. Like getting out of. Uh, De- yeah. You know, deprivation takes, mentality, basically. Yeah, it takes, a, it takes, a, it takes some time to get out of it. Well, I don't think you really get out of it. I think a lot of people who are kind of like of a certain age. Like once you're a certain, it's it's one of those things, right? Like past you a certain age, the old dog new tricks. You can to an extent, but like I'm thinking, past a certain age, it's really hard to ditch your accent. Past another certain age, it's really hard to learn a new language. I think past like you know a certain age when you grow up, you can't really ditch that mentality of that like everything is fucking limited and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's why you find oftentimes that like immigrant parents, in comparison to their kids, are like a lot more kind of stingy with money and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Is because yeah. they all think about it in a frame of oh shit, like this may be all over tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Not consciously, they consciously they understand it won't. But subconsciously, they're right. still like, you know, collecting things like, right. like squirrels uh, burying it away. Right. It affects the behavior. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom still does that shit sometimes. What does she collect? Um, just like old stuff we don't need anymore. Like containers, like uh, empty plastic containers that we don't need. Oh, yeah. Dude, my dad does that with a garage. Holy fuck. Every tool he's ever come across, right? Like someone's giving away tools at work, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Uh, you know, Store, he, he keeps them and stores them in the garage. Sometimes it's not tools. Sometimes it's like a random thing that's sort of like a raw material or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just throws it in the garage. Just and in case he has to use it at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some 
Uh, I mean, he like built in, in his house, he built our bathroom, one of them by hand. He like remodeled it himself. Point being is he reconstructed it by hand and uh, he had like half the fucking raw materials already there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause he had them stored that's, up uh, from some nice. other shit. Yeah. Get some tiles. Uh, yeah. I think the only thing later. he didn't have is the tiles, but like the mortar or whatever that you keep like in the, yeah, he already had that shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could know. always use some mortar, you know, you can never have too much mortar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I, I I literally I don't even know what mortar is. But living yeah. in New York now without a fucking garage, like I don't know where I would stick this. Like you're lucky if I have a hammer and nails in my house at this point. Really? You don't have a hammer and nails? No, I Didn't do. Did you hang I, some shit? I have like? a hammer and nails. Yeah, I have yeah. like a drill and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I don't have a drill. I'd be not, lucky if I had a drill. Cool, none of the cool shit. Like not a high powered drill. Not like a rotary tool. What I really need is a fucking rotary tool. In my life. Cool. What are you slicing with the rotary? I don't know. But if I had one, I'd find something to fucking slice. I'm a man. Damn it. I'm a man. I've got, I will figure something out to slice. Men would love to have all these tools. They're just going to find some use for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if I had more tools, I could have made a better uh, in-house ternary for my, for my plant. Oh, terrarium? Terrarium. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay, look, think about this, right? Like you got some shelves or whatever. What are you going to do? You're going to go to Ikea and buy shelves or you're going to fucking build them like a man. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Go to Home Depot and build some shelves. Home Depot is dope because Home Depot has those tools. Like they'll like help you cut the thing, do all the stuff and whatever. But without Home Depot, if you just go to some bodega, like, you know, those little mom and pop shops. They have shit too? They'll have the raw materials, but they're not going to like have you cut it and right, right. all this kind of stuff right. so at that point like yeah you need a fucking you need a tool you need a rotary saw like you know sometimes i want to break a wall down and like you know recreate my apartment from scratch or something like that yeah <laughs> you break a wall in your rented apartment <laughs> yeah look you know <laughs> i'll put it back together when i move out don't worry about it it's like dude no i'm just remodeling what you were going to remodel anyway uh-huh. you know what i mean yeah we're so putting up insulation you could always use a little more insulation yeah? I don't know. Oh, this place is pretty fucking hot. I don't want any more insulation. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I want to tear the walls down so I have more holes <laughs> with the air circulation. All right. So we got we got we got all the things almost covered, right? Like we uh we talked about fucking buying rollies, walking around buying rollies and fucking watches. Mm-hmm. We talked about um uh, fuck, what was it? About my plants. What, we talked about buying plants? I swear, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. this is like the shopping list podcast. Today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We got, we got real, buying real, power tools. Real adult life shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking of uh, shopping, you know what else I was shopping for? What? Jeans. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I need, uh, I need really nice, stretchy jeans. I get holes in mine way too easily. Oh, dude. Yeah, but obviously you fucking got to shop for them, right? And you won't get any holes. Yeah, how do I how do I shop for jeans right without getting any holes in them? Well, I, I buy mean, those like stretchy seven seven for all humankind brand or whatever. Oh, okay. Supposed to be very stretchy, but they still get holes in them. Where? At the like in the knees, in the pockets. Are you one sure of they're not the designed to? Fo- oh yeah, the crotch one is a bad one. Yeah, yeah. Like I always, my my personal philosophy is to just like always be ready to, you know, for whatever exigent circumstances, Mm -hmm. like a run, a fight or whatever. Right. Like, so I always do the test for the jeans. Like I'll go into. (laughs) You fight the cashier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. These are mine now. (laughs) No, uh, I'll go, I'll go to, I'll go to like a cheap place that Uh has like, I'll go to like a Marshall's or a Ross or like a Burlington coat factory. That's, that's a classic. Okay. And you find, you find podcast sponsor in the future. It's a Burlington coat factory. Uh So I'll find something that's like mad cheap, but like it was branded. It's just from last year. Yeah. I'll fucking, I'll take it into the, um, the dressing room. Yeah. The dressing room area. Yeah. And I'll try them on and I'll just do like the basics, you know, I'll just, I'll just move in them. I'll like stretch. I do. I do try the basics. Like I got to be able to do a full squat because what if there's like a barbell over my head all of a sudden and I'm like (laughs) running around town like boom, just fucking just press that right out. Right. I just do the sit down test. I try to sit down if it. If it's comfortable when I'm sitting down, that's like all I do. What about the kick test? Obviously, there's the kick test, right? The kick test? What's the kick test? Again, this is why my jeans almost never split is because I've tested it from the very beginning like this. Mm-hmm. I will um, I'll stand against the wall and I'll like pretend that the wall is a dude. Mm-hmm. And I want to fucking knee this dude or a girl. Real, no, I don't fight. Equal, girls. equal I opportunity. I don't, I, don't, I don't fight girls. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like a fucking dude, and he's like yeah, a yeah. tall dude. Yeah, so yeah. I gotta like 
pull him down, right? Yeah. Like with uh, with my hands, yeah. and then I gotta me- I gotta connect with my hands that I'm pulling down with my knee. Mm-hmm. So like I try and just knee it. So I'm like doing all of these. Like, I mean, okay, look, I'm basically doing dressing room karate, <laughs> <laughs> a little dressing room Muay Thai. Yeah. Never hurt anybody before. And yeah, that's. I mean, isn't yeah. that that's the normal way to like test jeans out? That's the normal way to shop yeah, for I've jeans. Never, Otherwise, how do you know stuff fits and won't rip? You just sit down. That's that's the only test that I've ever seen people do. Yeah, people okay. told me just like sit down that, and that's see like how a feels. real. That's like a real no never, fucks given kind of. Yeah, test. never tried, never tried any other way. Of you testing. know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a full spectrum tester. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how I imagine uh, Chuck Norris shopping for jeans. He's like oh. has to make sure he can, uh, <laughs> he can win in a fight with those jeans on. Because he's always doing the fucking crazy kicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think when you did his TV show? He like ripped through a set of jeans every episode. Fuck yeah. <laughs> every recording. <laughs> well, because dude, but back then, back when he was doing all that shit, every time that he was like kicking someone's ass on TV or in a movie, it was before they used stretchy materials and jeans at all. But, but they had a different type of jean, right? They had like a, a U-shaped crotch or something. Oh, like a gusseted crotch. Yeah, that's like a workman's jean. Or yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, that was a popular jeans to Honestly, wear I, st- I still wish I had that. I mean, you can find them. Can't yeah, but like they're not gonna be fucking like a decent looking shit. No, they won't. Like you, you're, you're gonna look like a fucking construction worker. Yeah, yeah you will. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Not Chuck exactly. Norris is my spirit animal, and that's why I wear these jeans. Yeah, yeah. Every, <laughs> every construction worker is like, yeah, Chuck Norris is my spirit animal. That's right. why I have this beard and shit. Right. <laughs> the jeans he wore were so tight. Fuck. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember who this. This is not completely stealing the bit, but I don't remember who the fucking comic was who said this. But I remember okay. I was watching some uh, some stand up, and they were talking about Seagal. They were talking about his fucking mm. tight jeans. <laughs> Seagal had tight jeans. Seagal always had tight jeans, just like fucking, just like Chuck Norris. But did. Seagal never kicked. Like he all his shit is like this. Well, yeah, Aikido, yeah, like, like Aikido. arm bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. but the same question. The, the question that he poses to Seagal mm-hmm. is the same question you could pose to Chuck Norris because he was like, "Yo, Seagal." Yo, Seagal, how them jeans so tight? Your balls ain't seen each other since 1984. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's posing this question? I don't know. I don't remember oh, the comic's Oh, it's a comedian name. bit? Uh, yeah, it's okay, just like yeah, a stand-up bit. Uh, yeah, it was on, I think one. it was like on BET Comic View or something like that. Okay. It, was, it was mad funny. Okay. Uh, anyway, so fucking... Okay, so so I'm guessing, yeah, he, he had to have. Chuck Norris has the same fucking program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I imagine there's a... Uh, you know those people that work in the dressing in the dressing rooms that like manage the clothes you give back and whatever. Uh, no, you go no, because I go to Burlington Coat Factory, so they're not so much managing as making sure you're not stealing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but there's somebody there, right? There's somebody there standing in the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, you can't right? take six items back there. I'm like, yeah, right, because six pairs of jeans, I'm definitely gonna sneak out. Right, right, like, right. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Right. So I imagine there is a person over there for Chuck Norris that is like ready to fight. And he's like, when Chuck Norris gets a pair of oh, jeans, if he's like a he comes li- out of the he's dressing like a living room. dummy. Yeah, yeah, he comes out of the dressing room and the guy is like standing in the middle of the hallway and he's like, they make eye contact. Just runs at him. And they run and like start fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then Chuck, he's like, oh, these jeans are great. <laughs> Chuck must have, well, Chuck must have like beat up a lot of people to like develop his proprietary jeans that stopped ripping, you know? Did, did he sell? Did, was he like a brand ambassador for for a jean brand at some point? No, I think he actually like there is a thing online now like that are called Chuck Norris jeans. Oh and, yeah, like, I think he owns them, and they have like the extra wide crotch, the U U crotch or something, or, or something like that. But point is, it's like you can definitely do Chuck Norris kicks. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's right. the brand. Right, he's famous for roundhouse kicks. Yeah, there's nothing else that he really does. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, so go ahead and shop for those jeans. And, you know, uh, especially <laughs> especially if uh, you're pro Republican causes. Right. Because he's super like super conservative, uh, super pro life. Yeah, so yeah. like every gene that you buy is going towards <laughs> uh, uh, is going towards like, you know, babies to, that, that he's got almost got aborted. Chuck, Chuck Norris is a uh, super pro life unless you stand in his way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. Yeah, that's uh, they'll probably do it for us this time around. Yeah, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, thanks for being fans. This uh, this means a lot to us. Hey, and if you see me at Burlington Co. Factory and you find some nice pair of jeans, tell a brother. Yeah. All right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Bye. Bye.